Okay, Sarah Brummett, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Paul. It's my pleasure. So we are here at Hope Pregnancy Center mm -hmm. in Pontiac, Illinois. This is a big place. It's a really nice place. But tell me, what exactly is it that this place does? What are you guys about here? Okay, well, Hope Pregnancy Center is here to serve area families. Uh, we serve all of Livingston County. And our purpose is to come alongside young women who uh, have found out that they are expecting a baby. Um, and it probably is an unexpected pregnancy. And uh, we offer educational uh, program for the young girls. Uh, we also offer material items, uh, community resources uh, to walk alongside them um, so we can set them up to win um, with this new life that they're carrying. That is awesome. You're just like the friend that they need. You're giving them exactly. all the support they need. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm just curious, do you do most of the women that come through here are they young women or are they in their 20s, 30s? Sure. Do you notice like a, a pattern? Do they fall in a certain age range? Yes, yes. Great question. So the youngest is 15 mm. um, and we serve up to oh about 35 years of age. The bulk of the clients range about 20 to 29. That's usually what we what we find. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and they and they can be married and they could be single. They could have a boyfriend. You know, it's kind of across the board in that too. Got it. So you don't discriminate. You don't care no. where they come from. No. You don't care exactly how old they are. You're no. just here to help with new, That's uh, right. new mothers, or maybe not right. even new, but just mothers that are that weren't expecting originally. Sure, that, sure. And they have the surprise. You know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to elaborate a little bit mm -hmm. more. And you know, when I'm when I'm talking with you or talking with a church or another organization, and, and they say, you know, what's Hope Pregnancy Center? You know, it's easy to say, well, we're a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. you know, um, that serves the ser serves Livingston County. Um, you know, we do provide uh, items such as diapers and wipes and and uh, strollers and car seats and, and that type of thing uh, to the clients. So we offer the education of anything from pregnancy to, uh, you know, newborn to toddler to mm -hmm. relationships to um, uh, even life skills. Jeez. You know, and so we have all of that that we can tell them. Now, if I'm talking to a young girl who calls in or uh, walks in our door and says, you know, what can you guys do for me? Um, w then it's a whole different answer because we are here to walk alongside them, mm -hmm. you know, meet them where they are and um, and give them the support, you know, that they need. Yeah. You know, they come in, there's a lot of questions and there's maybe fear and anxiety. You know, all of a sudden, you know, they call and say, I want to have a pregnancy test, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, when she gets to the end our center, we find out she's had three, four or five pregnancy tests at home, you mm -hmm. know, and but she wants to come here and have one, you know, just to, you know, the, those can't be right at home. You know, I want to I want to come here. And and um, and so we offer those free pregnancy tests to her. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the main thing is to be a listening ear. Um, to, to meet her where she's at. So if she hasn't been pregnant before, uh, we want to put her into the program that talks about pregnancy and what to expect with pregnancy and, and even into labor and delivery. You know, if she's had a couple children. Maybe she doesn't really need to know about pregnancy and a newborn, but she's trying to, you know, deal with a toddler, you know, and she'll be introducing a new baby to a toddler. Um, 
you know, maybe it's even, you know, she's her, her new uh, partner, fiance, husband, whatever, maybe they're from a blended family. And mm-hmm. so she has some children, he has some children, now they are expecting their child. And so we have things to kind of help with that, you know, help with those dynamics and, and set them up to win. So you're not like a cookie cutter program. You're not one size fits all. You're no. going to give uh you're going to adhere to their specific situation and give them exactly. the tender love and care that they need and the support yeah. that is that they need for their specific situation and right. life circumstance. Right. You know, a few years ago, we painted painted the center. And um, on our front wall, when you walk into the waiting room, the first thing they see when they open the door are the words, just breathe. Mm. You know, then come in and they're in a safe place with unconditional love mm-hmm. and They can just take a breath. And for one hour, they don't have to worry about everything that's going on around them. Mm -hmm. You know, for one hour, they can sit with a client coach one on one um, who who is just going to say, "Okay, this is where we are. You know, Uh, whether we talk about options, which there are options to discuss, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's just support. Maybe, um, you know, she doesn't really have a family around here. And she moved into the area and doesn't know anybody. And so just to have a place where she can come for support and somebody just encouraging her, you know, that type of thing. Um, And even into the lot heavier and deeper issues where a girl has really been through things that she shouldn't have been through. Um, You know, really hard, really hard situations at times. Um, But she can come in and she can be embraced, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and loved and we like to speak value into the girls. Mm-hmm. You know, they are valuable. Jesus. Infinitely valuable. Gee, infinitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we are valuable to God. Some people just haven't heard that before. We could go so many places with what you oh. just said. It was beautiful. <laughs> I want to talk about, though, you said, you, you mentioned that there was a, there's a lot of nervousness. There's a lot of fear in mm-hmm. these women that come in who are expecting for the first time, and they weren't planning on being expecting. Correct. So... That's an experience that I really probably can't grasp mm-hmm. that well because I'm I'm a man. I'm not married. Uh, I've never had a kid or anything like that. Right. What's that experience like for these girls? Because I imagine there's probably it feels like the world's ending. That like their lives are ending right. sometimes. Right? right. We are brought to you by Fairberry Furniture. Fairberry Furniture is a delightful furniture store in downtown Fairberry that sells all of the most stylish and comfortable furniture from all of your favorite brands at excellent prices. They're staffed with great people and everyone in this area loves them. So when you decide it's time to get some quality furniture, head nowhere else but the one and only Fairberry Furniture in downtown Fairberry, Illinois. Right? Like they're just like, I was in no way expecting a kid sure. at, you know, maybe... 15 even or I'm 19 years old I'm in college I wasn't expecting this Mm -hmm. what kind of emotions do these girls feel and do they show when they come in here yeah they they show emotion and and you can sense it you can see it on their demeanor you know Mm -hmm. being whether they're a little tense or or maybe real quiet um Mm -hmm. maybe full of tears you know it just depends the age makes a difference too oh I you know am. So it, it, sure. it's somebody yeah. that is still in high school that's younger it's just like um, apocalyptic maybe it is them. you know and maybe she tells the boyfriend that you know she took a pregnancy test and she's pregnant and he doesn't want a thing to do with it you know um and then on top of that she's scared to tell her parents right oh my gosh you know um and so you, you kind of 
you listen, just let let them talk, you know, and then see ways of how we can kind of help minimize some of the fears, you know, um, even offering to have, you know, the parents come in and, and sit and we can be there, you know, when they share their with their parents that they're expecting, you know, or mm-hmm. if the boyfriend is, well, he might hang around or he might not inviting him in with her to, you know, see how we can help them. Um, you know, help their relationship, uh, put a male figure into his life, you know, that can can be a listening ear and, and give him some wisdom too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people that come into the center, the girls that come in, they, they really want to keep their babies. Yeah. You know, um, some centers across the nation, um, they're in bigger cities perhaps, and they just, you know, um, they deal with women that are coming in and, and they – they don't think they want to have their baby, you mm. know. So they're at that critical uh, decision-making uh, process. And what we see here in Livingston County, I'm not saying that there aren't girls that are considering abortion mm-hmm. or have had abortions, but what we see walking on in our door is the circumstance surrounding them maybe putting the pressure on that they feel vulnerable, they're vulnerable towards making that decision of an abortion. You know, I have to drop out of school or I don't have a job. You know, I don't have a car right now. I don't even have a place to live. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. those things. And so we can come in with community resources um, as needed to help them um, look towards housing, you know, help them with job applications or to get their GED, um, you know, and help study, help them study for that. Um, but try to minimize, you know, fears. We all have fears about things, right? Yeah. And we sit and chat with somebody. A lot of times it's just talking it out. They didn't really come up with an answer, but just kind of talking that out kind of helps you feel a little bit better about things. And then I think when the, when the girls can see, hey, these people, one, they care. You know, they're not just saying it. It's not just printed on the website or whatever. They truly care. And, okay, I can learn how to do this. You know, I've never held a baby. Maybe she didn't babysit in her whole life. There are some girls that didn't babysit, you know. So they don't know how to tend to children. Mm-hmm. And um, even just, you know, we can show you how to put a diaper on. You know I mean? Just as what we think is simple as that, but that can be overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and even into bigger things, like you said, you know, going to college. Oh, how am I going to go to college? I have a little baby. Okay, well, let's back up here a little bit and let's see what options are, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, maybe it's an option of not going right into a four-year college, but doing a, a community college and online courses, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of talking through some of their big fears that when it gets down to it, it's really not the baby. It's just, yeah. okay, this is a new situation, and I'm not sure how to walk into it and through it. So you give them the information they need to consider and think about in order so that they can make the best decision right. for themselves right. and their unique situation, exactly. right? Exactly. So we have options counseling. You know, mm-hmm. there's three options, you know, when, when you're pregnant. So you have an option to carry, mm-hmm. you know, the baby um, yeah, and parent. And, parent. Mm-hmm. and you have the option to carry the baby and put the baby in the arms of a loving family adoption. for adoption. And then you have the option to terminate. Mm-hmm. So we can um, make sure the girls are educated in all three of those areas. Uh, you know, we don't make the decision for them. Of course, we want them to choose life. Right. You know, God formed that baby in her womb. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he he uh, he knows that baby. He you know, and so we want them to choose life, and we want to for the girl to have abundant life, and we can do that by educating her and putting the right resources in her hand and just walking alongside of her, loving her. Yes, and this that's we're going into a topic that is probably one of the po- topics that I am most passionate about mm-hmm. in my life, and it's it's abortion. And okay. first of all, I want to lead with. You should never, some people are very, very Mm pro-life, but at no point should you ever demonize any woman who's considered or had an abortion. Mm -hmm. They thought it was the best thing they could do. I know women who have had some, and they're still some of the most incredible women that I know. Right. They're not bad people, but I'm passionate about the issue because it's not a religious issue only. It's, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to be religious to be pro-life. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a big thing. You know, if you are religious, if you're a Christian, chances are you're going to be pro-life just logically. Right. But I personally, and I won't make you say anything that's too controversial or anything. You know, you're kind of a a public (laughs) figure, but I'll say whatever I want. And I've had moments in my life, as a lot of people do, where I was completely non-religious, didn't Mm -hmm. believe in God. Mm -hmm. And even then, when I looked at the issue of abortion, logically, I was like, you can't be for this. It is in no way ethically permissible because an innocent life is being ended at the hands of another person. That's not okay. And you can't even argue that it's not a life. At the moment of conception, it is from the moment of conception until natural death. Mm -hmm. These are just stages of development in between. That's right. You you grow ears, eyes. Hair, you outgrow the womb. Yeah, yeah. And then you outgrow your clothes, you get puberty, (laughs) then you shrink, your knees ache and stuff. It's just these are all arbitrary stages of on the life span, I guess. Right. So, sorry, I'm just, I'm really, Yeah, no. the topic of abortion is something that's really important to me, Mm -hmm. and I kind of love talking about it, but my question to you is, this is a Christian organization, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. And it's no secret. No secret. So how does... I hope it shines out. Yes. You know? Yeah, and it does. I mean, and, and, I, seen... and I, you know, I, I think when people walk in, there's a peace in this building. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there's a, there's not heaviness. There's a peace when you walk in. And one of our clients, and I don't want to get too far off of your question, oh, sure. but I do want to share this. Uh, one of our clients had been in for a while, and she actually was starting to get interested in um, the Bible, and wanting to, you know, get to know God a little bit more. And and um, we actually started her not with a Bible, but with a Jesus storybook, children's Bible. Because she, she didn't know the story of Noah and Adam and Eve and Moses and, you know, mm-hmm. David. And, you know, she didn't know those stories. And, and so just to start there with her and show her that. But she, her one question that just just echoed in our hearts was why are you guys so kind why, why do you care you know i've nev- never met people <laughs> like that yeah and, oh girl you just opened the door <laughs> <laughs> you know because um we care because we love you and we have a god who loves us and we want you to know him mm-hmm. you know so um when you talk about abortion There are, you know, obviously uh, thoughts all over the place, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. especially now this past year, it's been a humongous topic politically, 
So, Paul, you mentioned about, um, you know, a, a woman coming in here and and who's maybe considering an abortion or, or has had an abortion and not looking at her um, differently. You know, how dare we right. look at somebody that has made a decision that, one, we don't even know what the background was. You know, there's sex trafficking is real. Sex trafficking is real. And with that, these girls that are um, captured in that don't have a choice. You know, their captors are taking them for abortions. And Planned Parenthoods are keeping that quiet. And Isn't that doing, insane to you? Yes. Is that like yes. that they keep that a secret mm-hmm. and they're like, we can we can do this and we don't have to tell anybody? Correct, correct. That gets me fired up, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah, it does. And so that's one situation. You know, you have another situation where maybe the girl's at home and the mom tells her, you know, if you keep this baby, you're on your own. Wow. Okay, now to a young girl, that's huge. We even had a client for that instance. Everything I share with you uh, is an instance that we have had. Okay, we're not making it up. So she gets pregnant and her mom wants her to have an abortion and she decides, no, she's not going to abort this baby. The guts that that takes. The guts because mom followed through and mom did kick her out of the home. Okay. That's ha- that's been a thing that you've that's actually dealt thing. with you. That's been a thing, you know. So then, next thing we know, she's back in the center, and she has a little, what, six month old, five month, six month old baby, and guess what? She's pregnant again. Mm. Okay, well, now what? You know, mom's gonna have nothing to do with her again, and and all this, and now this girl is pregnant with one baby, she's pregnant with twins. Whoa, man, it's like a TV show. That's crazy. So, But you know what? She chose life for those twins. She knew that where she was at with school, with a six-month-old, she didn't feel like she could be the mother to the children that she wanted for them. Mm -hmm. And those children are in a loving home. So she gave them up for adoption. She gave life, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, what amazing love is that? Because you know what? We are all adopted by Christ. We're, we are adopted into his family when we accept him into our life. Mm-hmm. And um, so I love that. Getting back to the abortion side of things, you know, one of the things that I tell new new clients that come into the center, I try my best mm-hmm. to be able to visit with them and uh, let them know me, Right. And uh, we have client coaches and other staff members that are with the clients more often. But but I try with their first appointment to make a face-to-face with them. And and even beyond that, it's important to me to at least say hi to them, either when they come or when they leave. That's so, so important to my heart um, that they know that they're cared for by everyone here at the center, you know. We are brought to you by Gomez Lawn Care. Your lawn is a public display of your character. It's the last thing that you see on your way out of your home and the first thing that guests see on their way in. If you have a patchy, brown, weed-infested yard, you will be perceived as irresponsible, a procrastinator, and a person of low character. Sorry to be so harsh, but that's the truth. But if your lawn is vibrant, tailored, and healthy, then you will be correctly perceived as the responsible, respectable, and reliable person that I know you are. The thing is, having a lawn like that is a massive time commitment and requires a lot of skill, more than what most busy people like yourself can manage. This is precisely why you need to hire the professionals over at Gomez Lawn Care to manage your lawn for you. 
Gomez Lawn Care offers high-quality services such as lawn seeding, lawn rolling, core aeration, after-storm cleanup, hedge trimming, dog waste removal, and of course weekly and bi-weekly mowing. The yards they manage look great and they are extremely reliable and affordable. To hire their services or just to learn more, you can text LAWN to 309-212-8134 or send them a message on Facebook at Gomez Lawn Care or visit their website at GomezLC.com and book them in seconds. Everyone in the Prairie Central area loves them and so will you. Gomez Lawn Care, high quality satisfaction. So I like to visit with a, with a new client that's coming in. And here's what I share with her, Paul. Um, you know, I haven't been in her situation. I, I didn't find myself facing an unexpected pregnancy um, and not married. You know, um, I haven't been kicked out of, I wasn't kicked out of my home. You know, um, I come from uh, a home with my mom and dad, you know, married and for years and grandparents and, you know, a big family surrounding me where some of the girls are coming in from broken families, right? And, um, you know, so I, so I didn't get pregnant out of marriage. Um, I didn't have an abortion. Um, maybe I didn't do some of the other things that, mm-hmm. that they're kind of facing the, cer- the consequences of. But I let them know that I've done things in my life that have brought shame and regret. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, you were fine. Take your time. I appreciate you going deep for this, as will the listeners. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing when this <laughs> happens. It really is. Yeah. So anyway, you gotta be you gotta be vulnerable and you gotta be real if you're gonna impact somebody's life, right? Yep. And so I tell them, you know, I haven't done those things, but I wow, have I made bad choices in my life? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, the thing that's different for for me for where my life has been is I've had people around me that maybe be that tough love and say, you know. And you say, you know, you can do better than that. You know, mm-hmm. I I know that you can make better choices. I know that you're going to have to deal with these circumstances, but you're going to step up to the next level. You know, I believe in you and I'm going to walk with you through it. Um, so that's what I had. So when I talk with the girls and can share that with them and say, you know, I'm, I haven't, don't find myself in your situation. I haven't been in your situation. But I have had the feeling of, like I said, shame and regret or fear and anxiety of now what do I do? You know, or whether it's to, because now you have to share with somebody the, the real, the truth of what's happening. You know, that's big. That's a big step oh, for the so girls. So heavy, yeah. Um, you know, um, but with that, I've had people essentially that have come by me and said, we're on set, you up to win. So when I came to the pregnancy center, that was one of the things on my heart is, and we even have volunteers that have had abortions. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know you people. You have volunteers like that that have worked that here? That have had abortions that worked here. That's because, very interesting. But, he, but here's what's so neat about it is, because they got God in their life, and, and it's God who brings healing to us, right? No matter the circumstances. And, and so they went from their own life of, of um, 
feeling, you know, all those negative emotions or regrets, um, all the physical and emotional, spirit, spiritual um, feelings that you have to go through um, when you have an abortion. Um, and, but then they found a freedom and forgiveness in Christ. And through that, it's like the Bible says, he makes beauty from ashes. Mm -hmm. And so what better person to be able to sit down with somebody and say, girl, I know where you are because I've been there. But I want to tell you that 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 decision to abort that baby does not define you. Mm -hmm. Your decision walking in the door here at Hope Pregnancy Center, that defines you. Looking for hope, looking for to somebody to walk with you through healing, through the healing process of post-abortive. Um, somebody that loves you and speaks value into your life. And with that, we're setting them up to win. L- love that. I, I love, love that to be able to set somebody up to win. You know, not even here. I mean, I like to do that in my own personal life, uh-huh. but, you know, outside of Hope Pregnancy Center. Um, it's from the Bible, you know, from the book of Ruth. You know, was there four chapters in the book of Ruth and Ruth and Naomi. Naomi's the, the mother-in-law. Ruth is the daughter-in-law and Naomi has lost her husband and, and uh, lost her sons. And, and she has these two daughter-in-laws and she says to Ruth, you know, go, you know, I don't have anything more to offer you. You know, she was in such despair and brokenness. Just go and live your life, you know. Mm-hmm. And here's what Ruth did. She said, no, I'm, I'm not leaving you. I'm by your side. And that, just that portion of it speaks into Hope Pregnancy Center because they can walk, somebody else maybe told them to go, get mm-hmm. out of the house, go, get out of our relationship, whatever. Hope Pregnancy Center is like, come, oh. you know, and I'm, and we're by you, you know, uh-huh. we're on walk by you in this. I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, woohoo to four grandbabies, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, everybody here is is a mom or a grandma or an aunt or a big sister you know Mm -hmm. and uh so we know um we know how to pour into that you know how to say hey man don't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'd advise against that you know to you know how to how to just prepare yourself to be a better person in a relationship Mm -hmm. with somebody take away the selfishness that we're all prone to Instead of what can I get out of this relationship, but what can I give in this relationship? So that story of Ruth and Naomi, beautiful, beautiful story. And in the end, Ruth is, and Boaz get married. Ruth has a little bit, little baby. And, um, and the cool thing is that is people went all, were just shouting with joy, praise to God that Naomi has a son. Well, Ruth had the baby, but Naomi was such an intricate part in Ruth's life and Ruth and hers, and here's this little baby, you know. Um, that's what it's all about here at the Pregnancy Center, you know. Um, we can't say that because I didn't have an abortion that I'm better than somebody that did. No way. No way. No right. way. No way. You know, I mean, I just want to open my arms and bring them to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and love them because that's what Jesus would do, you know. Mm-hmm. Just he, like Jesus and the, the leper. They used to yes, kick lepers out of town. And yes. one was strolling along, found Jesus, and, and yeah. Jesus came. I 
think he hugged him. I don't know if he kissed him, <laughs> something like that. But he healed him anyways, right. and he embraced right. him. Embraced him. Embraced him. Mm-hmm. You know, how dare we look upon somebody else and the mistakes, the sins, what the bad choices, whatever they made? How dare we look on them mm-hmm. and judge them? Right. We committed how sins too. Dare. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what does what does the Bible do? What is the whole life of Christ throughout the Bible? is example after example after example. And what does it tell us to do? Love one another. Mm-hmm. Love God, love one another. Absolutely. You know? Be a good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. You know, with nothing for that you're getting out of it for yourself, but what you're pouring into for somebody else to set them up to win. Seek not to be consoled, but to console. Yes. Seek not to be heard, yeah. but to hear. And yeah, yeah I, I forget, that's like a prayer of St. Francis or something. Okay. Yeah, you're right. speaking all... I agree with everything you're saying. I know people, I have friends who Mm -hmm. were themselves unwanted or unexpected pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And now their parents are like, these are some incredible people. It's incredible how heavy and negative finding out that you have an unexpected pregnancy Uh can be at the time. But it's amazing what beautiful things can come from that pregnancy. Yes. These are incredible people that I know. Mm-hmm. And one, I'll say a name even because I had her on the show and she talked about it. Okay. Like, <laughs> Kaylee Cotter mm-hmm. is one of the most devout Christians, knowledgeable Christians, incredible people that I know. Uh-huh. And she was an unexpected pregnancy and mm-hmm. her parents were in high school when they had her. And she, okay. look at her. She's yeah. incredible. It's yeah. just like yeah. these, the news of an unexpected pregnancy can be mm-hmm. so crazy. And right. I'm sure the people that come in here with that news who have just gotten that news they are distraught. Right. But it's, you know, that goes away eventually. And right. I, right. I hope that they can understand that. It's hard yeah. to make them understand that, I'm sure, in the moment. Sure. But sure. You know, how do you, but how do you, like you said, is you kind of talk with them, let them yeah. talk and kind of show them how we can help, show them other resources in the community that can can help. That really minimizes a lot of um, a lot of the fears and it offsets some of the anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we just get them right in the program and, you know, they get to know us. I mean, we're about relationship building. And so let me walk you through if it's OK. I'll walk Absolutely. you through an appointment. So sure. when a girl comes in, OK, after the initial intake where we, you know, got all of her basic information right and we found out first pregnancy or, you know, third pregnancy, whatever, then we know where we assess all of that information and we know where to put her in to the program, right? Mm -hmm. There's no need to have somebody who's had, you know, is this is her third baby and for her, there's no need to put her into the pregnancy um, lessons, right? And uh, so we, we gauge and know by assessing them where to plug them into the center or into the program. Mm -hmm. So then they come in, we set up an appointment, they're an hour long. And they come in, they sit one-on-one with a client coach, and they watch a video on the topic of what they're wanting to learn. And it's, oh, I don't know, about 15, 20-minute video maybe. And and while they're watching a video, they have a worksheet that's asking them questions, you know, as they're going through the video. And then after that's done, we have a homework sheet, you know. And then the the client coach will talk with the with the girl you know about the lesson obviously but then how to apply it you know or what did you learn from it what do you have questions on it maybe to set up goals you know and not only set up goals but accomplish goals you know and those goals could be as as simple as making a a week's long meal plan 
you know, that, that she didn't really know how to do, wasn't sure how to do it or a chore plan, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. What day am I going to do laundry? What day am I going to dust? You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but walking her through that and then, you know, she comes back the next week and says, we had meals, you know, all week long and, and, you know, the kids loved it or whatever. And, and I got more accomplished cause I kind of knew what I was, what the week was going to be like, you mm-hmm. know? Um, some things like that can seem so heavy and overwhelming, but when you have a one-on-one with somebody saying, okay, well, let's do this, you know, and they do it and put it in, you know, apply it, then, um, you, you just see that change, you know, you just see them growing, I guess, guess you'd say, you mm-hmm. know? So after they're done with their lesson, they've chatted, um, I can back up a little bit because maybe they come in and they don't want to do a lesson. They're just like, you know what? I need to talk. Right. Hey, that's what we're here for you know and so we'll go that route right (laughs) um we love to pray with the girls if they're if they're open for that you know um we obviously know what their needs are or you know what they have coming up for the week maybe there's doctor's appointments maybe there's a job interview maybe there's a a test on a you know an exam or something Mm -hmm. um Real quick, it's not mandatory that they partake in religious activities like no. praying, though, is it? No, 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 no. Like someone no. could come in totally non-religious, and you will help them just the same. Oh, right? for sure, for and, sure. And the way you help them doesn't necessarily uh, contain religious practices, no, right? No, you, you, it's it, not necessary no. that you pray with them and stuff no, like that. No, it's not at all. I mean, the, it. it's an educational program for whomever. Got it. But what we want to do is we want to offer if they would like us to pray uh, with them. Or for them, um, some some girls say, "No, I'm you know I'm okay, whatever." Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we can't pray for them later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, we know what their needs are. We know what they're facing. So, as a staff, as volunteers, um, our prayer warriors that that are signed up with us to pray on a weekly basis, um, you know, we can still pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they get to know in the relationship, they you know they say, "Well." would you pray for this? You know, I, I got this coming up or, you know, I appreciate you praying for that. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. You know, can you pray mm-hmm. that I can get some sleep? Um, and so it might start off as little, maybe not, maybe a little shallow of a, how I don't want, forgive me on that. I don't want that to sound bad as a mm-hmm. shallow prayer request. I, I don't mean it that way, but you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. something real deep, you know, um, yeah. of a situation. Maybe it's just, we well, just pray that I can get rest, you know, um, but we want to do that. You know, and then that builds, you know. We are brought to you by Greg Curtinbaugh's State Farm office in Fairbury, Illinois. Greg Curtinbaugh is an insurance agent for State Farm, an insurance company. Here's a quick insurance 101 lesson. If your property gets damaged or destroyed, an insurance provider like State Farm will give you the financial means to replace it. If something happens to you, like you get injured or you die, they'll provide sufficient finances to your family so that they can continue to live with financial peace of mind. It's a simple and beautiful concept. In exchange for this insurance coverage, as they call it, you'll pay a small monthly fee called a premium to the insurance company. That's how insurance works in a nutshell. On that note, State Farm has been the number one ranked auto and home insurance provider in America for decades. And Greg's office in specific is especially great. And I mean really, really great. And I'm not just saying that either. Greg's Fairbury office has been reviewed 61 times on Google, and all 61 of those reviews are five stars. That's pretty darn impressive. Why is that though? It's because Greg and his exceptional co-workers are all so kind, so knowledgeable, and honest 
honestly, they're just great people and they make a great team. When you call his office or visit them on site, you'll want to rate them 5 stars as well. When it comes to insurance, you really ought to have an exceptional agent like Greg, one who will meet you at any time, answer any and all of your questions, treat you with respect and dignity, and keep you informed on all matters regarding your insurance. If this all sounds appealing to you, then Greg Curtinbaugh and company are the team for you. Give them a call at 815-692-3673 or visit them at 20 Aspen Court in Fairbury, Illinois and set yourself up with an insurance agency that treats you right. Greg Curtinbaugh, an exceptional State Farm agent. So that's kind of with that. When that's done, then they get a shop in our Hope store. And this is what's so neat. This so is pretty cool. You showed it, this it is so neat. It, I just love it. I love it. We have three volunteers that that's their focus is to keep that Hope store fresh and new clothes coming, you know, and, and organized through the seasons and everything like that. And I mean, they just do a, a remarkable job at that. Uh, but anyway, the girls, when they have that come for their appointments, they earn Hope credits. And these Hope credits help them to get the items um, in our Hope store. So, you know, they come for their appointment there on time. They stay off their phone. You know, they uh, bring their um, homework sheet in. Uh, they've set a goal. They've accomplished a goal. Now, I, can, I don't even know what else. Uh, but mm -hmm. just options like that, that's how they earn their credits. And then so they use those credits to it's not to get hard, it. you know, but they do have to apply themselves, right? right? Then they use those credits in our store. So say she comes in for an appointment and man, she just checked off the list. She was she was rocking that week of what she got accomplished. So she earned 10 credits for the for the visit that day. So she has 10 credits to spend in the store. Well, she can get two dozen diapers, she can get wipes, formula, she can get four onesies for one credit, she can get a brand new car seat. A stroller for 12 credits you know so she m might have to do a couple appointments till she can get that those bigger items but it's no cost to her mm -hmm. you know and uh, and so it's it's remarkable because when they when a client starts coming by the time the baby's here she shouldn't have a want for anything it, it should she should have it all you know what a great way for a new life to to begin to begin you know that the mom has everything she needs for that baby you know, now that can only happen because of our donors that donate. I was just going to ask, how do yeah. you pay for all this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we don't. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, there might be every now and then where we have to go and purchase an item because we don't have it here. And it's it, it's like, wow, she needs it right away. Mm -hmm. um, but we have donors that say, hey, put this in into whatever needs, you know, whatever you need at the center. If you need supplies, if you know, uh, for mom, if you need supplies to run the office, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. And so um, that's no problem. But our donors, you know, we'll put out there, hey, we have a client that's in need of a bassinet. Right now we have somebody in need of a travel bassinet. I had never heard of a travel bassinet before. Me neither. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the reason she needs that is her bedroom is a real small space. So a crib won't fit in there. And actually a regular pack and play won't fit in there. But a little travel bassinet will fit in there for right now as she hopes then to get into a bigger place right so we need that we're, we're probably going to have to go in and purchase that um but what we do is we put our requests out on our facebook page um you know in newsletter whatever uh, we'll put a request out we have client in need of this and i'm telling you what paul people just step up people are so good you know and they want to help 
And I mean, it's just, there'll be times even where we haven't even put the request out, you know, and all of a sudden somebody's knocking on the door, hey, I've got a mattress for you. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, wow, God, so cool. it is so, oh, it's just great. It's just great. So they can get clothes. And like I said, clothes, crib, uh, car seat, baby baths, uh, diapers, formula, um, body wash, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just all that kind of stuff for their little one. Can anyone bring anything in here can anyone be a donor or yes a, so so i could come to your door and be like hey i have this sweet crib yes uh, i don't need it anymore yeah could We'd you love give it to, to a good home one day yeah for sure now That's we awesome. are picky on what we have um and and the, or what we get in for i guess for more of like the equipment and that type of thing but for clothes the reason is um we're speaking value into the girls right so you can't your actions have to yeah. work with your words i think i know where you're going here. yeah so i mean if you you speak in value into the girls of her worthiness and and all that kind of stuff but then you're like well here we have some clothes that you earn with your credits and the buttons don't snap or there's stains on them or rips Holes or something like that sure. okay that's not speaking value to them mm-hmm. right you know and so we want to have this have the items in the store that are gently used or new you know um because that speaks value to them right. you know it's like if, if i want to walk into a department store you know or or go to a garage sale nothing wrong with garage sales right mm-hmm. <laughs> um but there is a difference there is a difference there and when the girls walk into our hope store no matter what they've spoken on out front you know in their in their appointment whether it was you know the learning the lesson or maybe they were sharing about some of the abuse they've had and they don't mm-hmm. want to put that on to their child you know that was their their um, childhood and they want their child their child to have a different childhood um, we want them to come into the hope store and it just thrills her heart that wow I I can get this for my baby. It even makes them fall in love with their baby all the more, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when I'm shopping for my grandkids, you know, before uh, I just had a little granddaughter born in January and a little grandson born in March, right? Um, so we didn't know what my granddaughter, we didn't know that she was going to be a little girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you're there shopping, you know, it's like, oh, what what can I get? What can I get? You know, it's a boy or girl, whatever, you know. And so you get something of each, right? <laughs> <laughs> then my little grandson, I do. I said, I'm a little grandson. And I'm shopping thinking, oh, he's going to look so handsome in this. I hadn't met him yet. Mm-hmm. But gosh, so I love you're him. You're already in love with him. So yeah. in love with him. So likewise, our clients, they, they're like, wow, somebody donated this. This, this stroller doesn't even look like it's been used, you know, and I don't have to pay a penny for it, you know. That just drives home the, just, the idea that they are cared for, that people oh, care for them and they want the best for them. Oh, people yeah, they don't even hands know down. care yes. about them and yes. want the best for them. That's, that's beautiful. And now they acknowledge that, mm-hmm. you know, they do. They know the center, our doors are only open because of people that support us right i think that's incredible that there are so many right you can do this that you have enough people in the area that are so generous that this whole ship can not sink. without a doubt without a doubt and the girls know it you know and they're just like you know and and they'll comment every now and then you know just that man these you know just to have the center open and to be able to have the supplies and be able to know that hey we've got prayer warriors praying on your specific request Mm -hmm. 
but it's just, it's just full circle. It just it just wraps around them. Have you ever had someone a donor donate so much or do something so crazy for your organization <laughs> that you're like, whoa? Like, yes. can I think of a memory where you've just been <laughs> oh. floored by someone's generosity. Yeah. So, uh, oh my, was it maybe a couple months ago? If that, we had somebody pull up with a trailer. Mm, wow. With, I mean, we had items. I don't know how many of us were trying to unload it, you know, and we had items in our back room all the way up our hallway in my office, you know, and it's just like, look at all this. Look at all. I mean, and, and right away, our hearts are just like, how many clients? Who, who's this going to help this? Oh, we needed that. And that's going to help this girl. And um, we're just blown away, just blown away by it. I man organizations like this just get me fired up i yeah, absolutely yeah. love it you guys are doing just the most good it's great and, <laughs> and something you. that's i i am a man of numbers i like uh-huh. doing my research and learning some stats and stuff leading sure. research on things like this especially on mm-hmm. issues that i'm passionate about mm-hmm. did you know you probably did right you're actually in this field that there are far more pregnancy research centers uh-huh. in even the state of illinois i believe oh yeah in america mm-hmm. than there are abortion clinics. Right, right. And that might not be a well-known statistic, Mm -hmm. but it's the case. And for whatever reason, it might not be Mm well-known. Maybe people don't like to put that out there in the media, but that gives me a lot of hope. There are far far more centers like this Mm -hmm. than there are abortion centers. Right. Again, not to absolutely demonize abortion or anything. I don't mean to do that. Right. I just mean that there's a lot of people who care about women who are experiencing unexpected pregnancies. And that gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. And I just love what you guys do here. And I want to ask, did you feel at some point called to this position? How did you wind up doing what you do? Sure, sure. Yeah, so that's uh, it's a long story. It's a neat story. It's a God story. Love it. Yeah. Love it already. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, uh, some things changed up for my husband and I with, with our jobs. And so I kind of had to step out of what I was doing um, and go into a, a sales job. What and it was demanding. So my we had a tarp shop in Fairbury, and uh, that was once owned by my family. And then uh, when my father passed away, we sold it. So then I was back. I didn't. I didn't have a job, you know. So I I went to work there and and loved it. You know, I just you know <laughs> I'm a country girl, farm girl. So I loved you know dealing with the semis and grain wagons and boats and all that. Get a little dirty, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my my background is actually communications and sales. And uh, so when some things changed uh, for my husband and his job, we, we, I had to kind of step up a little bit, I guess you'd say, um, into what I could bring into our family for, for income. And so I went back out in sales, back out on the road. And it was intense. It was intense. I'd had a five-state territory I was traveling. Um, I you know, did all the outside sales in my territory, and then I was doing uh, sales uh, inside sales, so receiving calls and doing inside sales. Um, so I'd leave home Monday morning and wouldn't get home till Friday night. Saturday, I was no good, you know, yeah. <laughs> pretty much sleep. Sunday, I'm preparing for all my sales calls for the next week. And I was thankful that God provided that position. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, I can see a lot of good things from that because of preparing me for this position. Um, 
but it was intense and it was it was very hard. And I've heard that sales is just gruesome. <laughs> like you deal with rejection far more than you yes. do with acceptance. Yes, yes. And it built like you said, it, it builds yeah. resilience like it crazy. Does, yeah. So maybe that was a good thing that, that came from That was a good thing. You know, one of the things I miss from being gone then I was, you know, maybe missing praise band practice. I'm on the praise team at church. I'm just stuff with my family and that. Um, and so then you have to be in the mindset, okay, what am I gonna do? I, I'm not gonna let myself sink. And, and get into a pit okay so all right lord i know you're with me you know another night in the hotel i know, I know you're with me so i just started plug, really digging into um christ his his walk and how he how he led people you know and he was a leader of such love and grace mm-hmm. right and so when you start digging into that i mean it just i was like this is this is how i need to continue to grow myself you know into being that person and um, so anyway, but as the time went on, the, the, you know, throughout that year, I was just, I would just struggle. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I feel like I'm dying. You know, I'm away from family, away from all the things. I've got high pressure on, and I did well. I did very well. But it was just, it was a lot. Just and goes I, to show that success does not always equal, you know, no, fulfillment. That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, Lord, please, you know, I, I praise you for providing for us, but please get me out of this. You know, I mean, that's just how I mm-hmm. felt. I just felt like I was sinking. And um, and so I'd get online and I'd start to Google, you know, jobs, you know, and, and you know, maybe even start filling out an application online. And I just, I just felt like, I, I just felt like I, like God was asking me, do you trust me? Do you trust me? So I, okay, so I'd stop doing the application, go, go back to, you know, doing my work and, maybe a month or two would pass and I'd just be like, man, I'm drowning here, Lord, you know? And, uh, so I forget it. I'm going to look up, you know, fill out applications. And again, you know, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, about 10 months, 11 months into that position. And, uh, Jill McCullough came to me. She's one of my best friends and on the board here at the center. And she said, Hey, um, a director's position is opened up at the pregnancy center and you just keep coming to my heart on that. You know, I don't know anything about the pregnant. I mean, I knew of the pregnancy center, but I didn't know about, you know, mm-hmm. how does a pregnancy center run, you know? And, um, I said, Oh, Jill, I don't know. And, you know, another new thing <laughs> to, to walk through. And, um, she's like, just, will you consider it? And she said, I'm going to give you an application. So, okay. You know, so I took the application, you know, the first few pages are the basic application. And then a question comes to what is your relationship with Christ? Who, who is Jesus to you? Hmm. And I just, I just sat back on that, you know, and started writing things out, you know, and, and praying and just thinking of who, who he's, who he's been in my life, Hmm. you know, walking care you know i've known known him since i was a little child i know of christ since i was a little child raised in church you know mm-hmm. and sing sunday school songs and all that good stuff you know and then at 19 i finally was like lord i need you to be my lord and savior mm-hmm. you know forgive me of my sins you know and then walking that life since i was 19 with him and um anyway to put down on paper everybody should do that at some point Mm-hmm. Grab right a down grab down. a tablet and who is Jesus to you? Mm-hmm. What does he mean? What what's your relationship like with him? You know, it's eye opening. And I put my pen down when I was done, and I felt like I heard him say, "Now you go." We are brought to you by Forest Edge Tree Service.
If you have trees or tree stumps on your property that you want gone, go nowhere else but Livingston County's premier tree service provider, Forest Edge Tree Service. This winter has been tough on all of our trees and it's definitely caused tons of lasting damage. All it takes now is a little strong wind to lead to downed trees, limbs, and power lines, potentially resulting in massive damage to your homes, cars, and properties. Face it, your yard is no place for looming dead or damaged trees. It's just a matter of time before one comes down and whether by your choice or not. This is precisely why you need to be a responsible adult and hire the services of Forest Edge Tree Service. Simply give Joe Rudin a call or text at 815-615-3037 to get a free quote today and prevent the property damage, financial distress, and all the other bad stuff that comes with unplanned down trees. Take care of the problem before it's a problem. Forest Edge Tree Service is staffed with trained professionals who use cutting-edge equipment to get the job done right every time. But if somehow, by some one-in-a-million chance, something went wrong, they are fully insured, so hiring their services is truly risk-free. These experienced pros take pride in their attention to detail, in their cleanup, and in their relationships with customers, which is why they are Livingston County's premier tree service provider. Keep your family, pets, vehicles, and neighbors safe and save yourself a world of headaches when you call or text Forest Edge Tree Service at 815-615-3037 to get those dangerous, looming, dead, troublesome accidents waiting to happen off of your property. That's Forest Edge Tree Service. Call or text them at 815-615-3037. Um, it's like I almost knew that this is where I was going to be before it was um, actually offered. <laughs> yeah. If that if that makes sense. I'm not saying that out of any, um, what would you say, cockiness. I'm just saying that I knew God was with me through that year of, you know, demanding um, job. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was preparing me by knowing him more. And he was preparing the place for me to be. I, I love what you're saying. You said you weren't, you don't want to sound cocky. Yeah. I almost wonder if cockiness in your faith is a good thing. It's like, <laughs> it look, I be. am so sure that yeah. God's got me covered oh, yeah. here. Yeah. And it's funny because in the Bible, of course, he says, ask and you shall receive. Just like you asked, you know, God, right. deliver me from this job to somewhere right. that's more meaningful, fulfilling for me that I, you know, my mental health is better and stuff. Sure. It's funny how, and it freaks me out personally, <laughs> just how true this is that you ask and you will receive but you don't receive on god or on your yeah. time you receive right. on god's on time. his time you know, and it's not always our time the time that we want it to be not at all, <laughs> you know? not at all. it's like i mean i was wanting that about six months ago lord you know mm -hmm. um but but it is yeah. the it is the right time you know mm -hmm. and then to be able to sit and visit with the board of directors and and uh, them have been in prayer of who they were bringing into the position um you know, that brings comfort too, you know. And so, yeah, that's how I came on board about five years ago now. I've been the director here at the center. Well, you know what's so neat is the center has had seven, I'm the seventh director. Mm -hmm. I'm here at the Hope Pregnancy Center. So Hope Pregnancy Center, we're, we're going to be celebrating 35, 35 years. Can you believe that? Yeah. 35 years, and I still run into people in the community who's like, 
what? What's Hope Pregnancy Center? Like, you've got to Which be Which is exactly me. why we're doing this episode <laughs> largely, because yes. I, I yes. didn't know about it, honestly. And I'm like, right. more people need to know about this. Oh, for this sure. This is an incredible organization. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's 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 a remarkable place. Remarkable mm-hmm. place. But anyway, so it started in 1986. You know, a group of people got together and they saw a need. Hey, there are, you know, young girls who are, you know, find themselves in an unexpected pregnancy and we need a place for them to go. You know, somebody to walk by them, you know, and love them, whatever. And and in fact, one of the ladies that was a part of that is downstairs. She, she's a receptionist right now uh, this morning with us, uh, Judy DeWalt. And just love her, Mama Judy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just love having her in here and her wisdom and just seeing what her obedience and um, God's faithfulness was to bring this about, and 35 years later is still here. You know, they started in the basement of Bernardi's, um, woo, you know, huh. and um, saw 18 clients, saw 18 clients that first year. And the whole year. In the oh whole my year. gosh. You know, I mean, something new just getting going. Yeah. And over the years, it's, it's built up. Um, we, you know, Everything was done by paper, right? <laughs> you know, no computers, you know, right. back for. So on, on the system that we have currently goes back to 2012. Okay. So looking at that, since 2012, we've, we've served 400 and, uh, I think 428 clients. Okay. And we have had almost 4,400 visits. Now, what a visit. Oh, my it, word. Yeah. What a visit is, is when the girl comes for her appointment and completes her appointment then it's recorded as a completed visit now we're only open three days a week and in the past it was two days sometimes three so when you look at over over the you know since 2012 till till now we've seen just shy of 4400 we've had over 4400 visits then you back up you know for the 20 years before that 25 years before that you know and what maybe 2,000 to 4,000 visits there, you know, in 35 years, you know, we're around 8,000 visits, 8,000 times. What that means is somebody's walked in our door and has been loved Hmm. and been helped. What? Man, that's what life's about. That's what life's about. It really is. Yeah. And then to get a phone call from somebody that says, I came to the pregnancy center when it was it was crisis pregnancy center when it started because it was like, okay, let's focus on the girls that are facing crisis pregnancies. You know, what are we going to do with this? I, you know, they're in crisis. And then it went to caring pregnancy center. And then, <laughs> um, then it became hope pregnancy center. Yeah. You know, we've had people that have called or even have donated and said, you know what, when it was crisis pregnancy center, I came to you guys. Or when it was caring pregnancy center, you guys helped me with this. What a testimony is that, right? And now they're giving back, you know, they're donating or, you know, mm-hmm. telling somebody else about us or whatever, you know. So it, it's really neat how that circles around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to go back to something really quick that, okay. that uh, I didn't get a straight up answer on because we started oh, talking no. about other things. <laughs> so, okay. So obviously, this is a very Christian organization. Mm-hmm. People come in, but you are sure to give them all the information that they need about oh, the three sure. options of yes. parenting mm-hmm. or of that you can, in regards to becoming pregnant, you can That's be a parent, right. you can raise them yourself, mm-hmm. you can give up your child for adoption, or mm-hmm. you can have an abortion. Correct. I want to know, how do you go about telling them about the abortion part? 
Okay, so we want to make sure that they know what their bodies will be going through with an abortion, that they know what the procedure is. And depending Mm. on where they are in their pregnancy is going to determine what type of procedure that they have done. So what we want to do is have them be educated on the decision they're making and know what to expect. You know, are they taking a pill and it's going to be you know, that direction, are they, are they going in, um, you know, and there's going to be instruments used to, um, could I, could I, would you mind, you feel free to reject. Could I press you a little further? I don't mean to make this like some gruesome episode. Mm -hmm. It's like how these are different methods of terminating a pregnancy. That's kind of a euphemism. That's kind of saying something in nicer terms than what it is. The Mm -hmm. pill is an early form, correct? Yes. And then later stages, it's, it's instruments used. That's correct. That's correct. How do you and end a life within, within yeah. instruments? Yeah, and that, I tell you, um, it's heavy stuff. You know, if people wanted to see that, you can, I mean, you can Google anything nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so you can Google. Yeah, the and, mere fact that we're what an hesitant is. to talk about it kind of speaks to the gravity of the procedure itself. It's, yeah. I'll say it, it's gruesome. Yeah. You don't want to see it. Like, and, right. if, and if you're considering an abortion, if you look that stuff up, that might be enough to dissuade you from doing right, it. Right, right. I would, yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would think so. I don't know. I, I can't speak for the girl that's of facing course, that. Of course, right. You know? And maybe uh, I should maybe, be a little maybe, more maybe, sensitive about well, this Well, maybe thing. she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't want to look it up. Maybe she doesn't, you know, that. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that, hey, this, we want you to know. We want you to know what you what you will go through. Because what kind of person that's a way to love somebody too you know to let them know what to expect instead of having them be blindsided by something you mm-hmm. know they might be like well I, you know i had a friend or somebody or i've seen on tv where you have abortion it's no big deal you know um that might not be i mean that's not the case they may say it's no big deal but there there's physical um effects from that mm-hmm. there certainly is emotional and without yeah. a doubt, they're spiritual, you know? Um, and so that's why we have the postpartum, that we can walk along with them for healing in that, you know, and loving loving them through that. But the abortion process, it is not a pretty process. No. It's not. I've spoken um, with a, a woman, of course, she'll remain nameless, but she was, she was a great person, but she had had an abortion before. Uh-huh. And even two years, no, three years after the fact, she mm-hmm. told me, like, it's the worst decision she's ever made. Yeah. And at the time, it was the decision she felt she had to make, right. you know, that it was right. the mature decision. But mm-hmm. gosh, you can make that decision. But later on, the emotional toll is going oh, to sure. weigh on you oh, because sure. once you start thinking about what exactly happened, it's mm-hmm. a tough, tough pill to swallow. Very much so. Especially if you don't have support around you, you oh, know, my gosh. a church family or, or, you know, something like that where, where you're carrying that. Mm-hmm. Carrying that yourself. I mean, that's where, you know, there's a lot of people that would go into, um, you know, maybe alcohol or something like that to help numb the pain yeah. um, or self-harm. Uh, you know, that's that's done. Just trying to find some way to numb the pain of a decision that they made. Now, what I loved, what I loved, would love for them to come in our door and just say, you don't have to do that. You don't have to turn to drugs and alcohol and you don't have to turn to self-harm. But if you turn into the arms of Jesus, 
that you know that'll eat that'll take your pain you know he'll carry your pain and um so yeah i mean and there's people out there you know abby johnson i'm sure everybody's probably heard of her she worked at an abortion um at a oh that's why abortion clinic and and um and she left that industry um when when her eyes were just open like wait a minute what am i doing you know i'm i'm assisting in breaking the parts of a baby breaking a baby apart literally in the womb and and then making sure that we've got all the parts sitting in the tray before we let her leave you know yep uh melissa odin we had her here to speak a few years back at our banquet she's an abortion survivor she, oh she herself survived herself the survived uh, okay so melissa had survived in her mother's womb when they had put saline solution into her and um you know that should have aborted her um and she was five days soaking in that solution before her mom gave birth to her and her mom didn't realize that she lived it's a it's a neat it's a it's a big story um but the grandma had overseen and did not let the mom know that the baby had survived and a nurse saw that the baby was laying there in the pan and still alive holy and the nurse (laughs) ran her to um the intensive care and they saved her life and now she speaks nationwide it's a remarkable story and then it's such a it comes around to a neat story of healing because then she ended up meeting her birth mom and got a relationship with her because that birth mom didn't she didn't want to have an abortion and she didn't know the baby lived so what healing for her for melissa on that knowing that why did somebody not want me and they tried to kill me right to being thankful that a guardian angel a nurse saved her life you know to then her mom being like i didn't i didn't want to have that abortion i've lived with that guilt and shame my whole life because my my mother didn't tell me the baby survived to now meeting her daughter and being able to have a relationship Hmm. phenomenal right so that's a story there's right so, there. There's so much, but you know, Paul, it just gets back to what can we do for a girl that walks into our center? Mm-hmm. And it's meet her where she's at, look at her situation, provide our educational material, our material items, our community resources, provide listening ear and loving heart, mm-hmm. and set her up to win. Something that, so like I said, this is an issue. Abortion is a topic that I'm pretty passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had I've had a good number of people literally scream at me like, you just, you just care that the baby gets born. You don't care about the life after that. Mm-hmm. And no one, no pro-lifers care about the life after that post-birth. Yeah. But you so guys. So not true. You guys actually help <laughs> so, after the baby is born. Oh, my you? goodness. That's where our program takes off. I mean, the program mm. excels after that. And and I got to tell you, man, I wish I could just, I wish the person that said that to you, I wish we'd say, you know what, let's go over and talk with Sarah at the Pregnancy Center. Because, <laughs> I, you know, this whole COVID thing, that, that I mean, that's been different, you know, hard on all angles. But when you ask any of my staff members, one of the things that we miss so much are the children. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you know, the mama, I mean, we are walking with that mom through her pregnancy. We're, we're in love with this baby, too, you know, it's and we're awesome. walking with her through that pregnancy. And we've even had a mom and her husband and, and the dad leave the hospital with the newborn baby 
and come to the center. We were the first place and first people to see that baby. They wanted to have us see the baby before they went home. No kidding. Hospital tags on their hands and everything. Wow. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, how, how neat is that? Yeah. You know, and, um, and we love those little ones, you know, and then when, you know, we try to have some toys and stuff for the children to play with while mom's, you know, um, in her appointment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or a lot of times, I mean, they, they want to climb up on the coach's lap, you know, or all of a sudden I'll hear a little pitter 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 patter down the hallway and I and I look up from my desk and here's a little one peeking in you know (laughs) I mean you just I mean you know you just feel like your grandma to you know 80 babies or you know I don't know it's just um but you you love them and care for them and so so yeah anybody that says that I I so disagree I so disagree Mm -hmm. and and just ask that you wouldn't speak that um on something that you are unaware of Right. Because um, that, you know, now our items that we have for the children, we carry up to size 2T um, within our program. Um, one, we don't have space, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to to have a humongous, I mean, we don't, we're not an apartment store, right? Right. So we don't have the space. But if somebody's in need, a mom's in need and says, hey, I have a five-year-old and I'm having trouble finding shoes or getting shoes, you know, once and again is right here. And, and Tracy is remarkable, uh, you know, helping mm-hmm. us out. She has such a heart for our clients and, and she doesn't want them to be in need any more than we do. Um, but so we we do try to help with that, with some extra things, but what we have here in the center is just up to two T. But we love those children. We love those children. We are brought to you by Connections of Fairview Haven. COVID nineteen is a crazy thing, and while a lot of us younger folks aren't too worried about it, those of us who are more at risk, namely the elderly and otherwise immune compromised, definitely are worried about it. They, or perhaps you, are trying to limit social interactions and keep public exposure to a minimum. Some of us also just have a hard time moving around. These circumstances can all obviously make everyday tasks like getting groceries, picking up medication, going to the salon, and running basic errands pretty darn hard and stressful to do and that's where my friends at connections of fairview haven come in connections of fairview haven is a licensed home service agency their team provides tons of different non-medical services for you all in the comfort and safety of your own home they will literally come to you or your loved one's place of residence and help with any services that you or they may need like running errands meal preparation transportation assistance with bathing medication Vacation reminders, skin, oral and hair care, and even just friendly conversation. They've also partnered with some local businesses to provide other services like therapy, yard work, home repairs, etc. They've got you covered on all fronts. Connections of Fairview Haven takes all the worry out of daily living and empowers you to continue to live an abundant life your way. This program is servicing Livingston County, Iroquois County, and Ford County, and they can start working for you right now with as little as one phone call to 815-692-6703. Fairview Haven is an incredible place, and this new service agency is remarkable as well. Connections of Fairview Haven. They're putting the gold back into the golden years. You have women come in here who are in a wide variety of different circumstances. Mm -hmm. Some of them more negative than others. Have you had anyone come in that's maybe gotten pregnant by means of of rape or Mm -hmm. something negative like that? Mm -hmm. Rape or incest. Yes, exactly. Mm 
Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that gets to be tough, uh, thing for me to answer, um, Mm -hmm. as we are, um, confidential, you Mm -hmm. know, all of our, all of our appointments are confidential. We have had some very serious cases though. Um, we have had some things that seem sickening, you know, and heartbreaking. Um, and, uh, but being able to pour into them now when it gets beyond where it's deep like that, right. That takes more than what we have to offer or can offer. And so we have other resources that we set a girl up for um, some deeper counseling, you know, uh, one-on-one to kind of walk through some of the issues that that has led her to our door, mm-hmm. you know, and to help her. So, you know, it's it's really heartbreaking to, to say because we want to block it off. We're from a small town, right? We're in yeah. Pontiac or we're in Fairbury or Chinoa, whatever, you know, that can't, that stuff doesn't happen here. Uh, but I'm here to tell you it does. Absolutely. Because there's brokenness in the world, but Christ came to save the broken, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it does. I, I know the first year when I started at the center, um, there was a gal that came in. And from hearing her story, from the time she was three years old and up, it was nothing but abuse, um, all kinds of abuse, you know. Then she's, then she's pregnant. Then she miscarriages. Then she's, I, I mean, it she's just, just then she's, I mean, just oh, has something. been through the gamut at what twenty years old, maybe. Holy moly! I remember, of course, I was new. You know, staff didn't didn't really know me real well yet. You know, it was a different staff than what we have now. Uh, volunteers base was a little bit different, and I didn't want them to see the effects that it had on me because you know, I mean, after all, you know, I'm leader here right mm-hmm. and uh so i i gotta i gotta step out for a minute and i got in my car and i i drove out in the country pulled over and threw up because it broke my heart that this beautiful gal sitting there had to with endure so much so much and um i wasn't used to hearing that you know not that you ever get used to some of the things that we have but i guess that first few initial ones of wow how can this how can this be how can mm-hmm. how can somebody do that why don't they just walk away if they're upset or just why isn't somebody protecting this little girl you know um and so that was you know hard to deal with and so I think immediately I, this the love that I had for her because she didn't really know what love was and so it was just like you know I just one of the things I feel like God brought me to the center was to bring love um, because sometimes you just need need that mm-hmm. you, know, you need somebody that puts their arms around you and, and means it you know yeah and um, and I she's a good mama She's a good mama, you know. She's moved away now, um, married, and uh, I'm proud of her. Every good now and then her. she calls me, you know. Every now and then she'll call me, and, and, and uh, I God. love it when she calls, you know. And uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it's just, but it's hard, you know. Um, we've had to take clients over to Law and Justice Center to get protection mm-hmm. upon them from from their abuser. Um, I've literally walked clients down to the police department to um, get them off to a safe house 
Um, we have put clients up in a in a hotel overnight till we can uh, get a train ticket or a bus ticket or an airline ticket um, away from a bad situation and back to family or somewhere that you know they can be. Um, we've had clients that lived in their car and didn't have food and so you know we started trying to gather some items here at the center that dry goods but at least it would get them through for a little bit until the till they can go to the food pantry the next day or what have you um you know we've been with clients that have lost their baby through miscarriage or yeah. um the baby that you know passed away from sids which is um, sudden infant death sudden syndrome. infant death syndrome and uh, I mean, that was heartbreaking uh, for us to watch mom and dad go through that. And, and, and for us, because we love that little baby too, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that's so neat is whatever it is, we have churches in the area, the community that support us. And for us to be able to reach out to a church and say, hey, this is a situation. That church step up and say, hey, we will have, a, have the funeral here. We'll provide mm-hmm. a meal for the family. I mean, everybody works together, you know, and if we all work together, then we can make make a great impact in somebody's life, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so we're thankful for the churches. I guess that goes oh, yeah. into another thing. We're thankful for the churches that, that um, you know, support us, pray for us, pray with us, for us, um, that are just a phone call away if we need something. Um, we're really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, like, literally – Thank God for your this organization and organizations like Hope Pregnancy Center oh, yeah. because I think of that twenty year old girl mm-hmm. who who was just tortured basically throughout oh, her yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And where would she have gone had you not been here? Like, yeah. uh, you can hope and pray that she would have a friend that would be so bold and knowledgeable to do what you did, but yeah. unlikely. Yeah. So thank God for this organization. Mm-hmm. that did what you did in just her life and probably right. plenty of other lives as well. And, and and then you just can't deny, you believe what you want, but the things that Christ-loving and Christ-believing people do because of their love for Christ, that churches yeah. do, right. it's just incredible. The things that a Christian philosophy and Christian beliefs can lead a group of people to do is just astonishing. Right. Regardless right. of what you believe, it's right. incredible. Yeah, and when, and when you feel pressed to do it, you know, when you know that Holy Spirit's telling you, you right. know, make that phone call or buy some groceries or volunteer at the pregnancy center or whatever, be obedient and do it because the blessing is just above and beyond. Yeah. You know, there's such blessing in helping others, you know, and so do it. I mean, go for it, you know, dig in, get your hands dirty, you know, let your whole heart be vulnerable to to make an impact in somebody's life for for Christ. You know, I've heard someone say kind of explain this way, and I really liked it. If, you know, we've all heard, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. And you yeah. can interpret that in different ways. Mm-hmm. But the way I've heard it interpreted is if you hear that voice in your head telling you to do something, the Holy Spirit, you could say, if you feel that moving you yeah. and you stiffen up, you harden up, and you don't move, <laughs> yeah. you don't let it move you, you're, you're hardening your heart. Yeah. If, you, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Let it move you. Go right. where it's telling you to go, because yeah. it, it can only speak so loud. Sometimes, a lot of yeah. times, it's undeniably loud. Though the Holy Spirit talking sure. to you, go have the guts to go where it's telling you to go, right. where God's telling you to go. Yeah. And 
I was going to ask one of my final questions was going to be what are, you know, what's one of the most uh, hard, difficult parts about doing what you do, but it seems like you pretty well answered that. Just yeah. dealing with the girl like you just spoke about has yeah. got to be hard. But This morning, um, I was able to share with the staff, we have a little baby that was born a couple days ago and had to be taken to St. Francis mm. and um, not in, in really good health, right? A lot of things going on. And um, we put, you know, we prayed uh, for this little one and mama, of course, and put it out to our prayer partners, you know, please, mm-hmm. please, immediate prayer, immediate prayer for this little baby, wisdom for the medical staff and, and all of that. And this morning we got news that there's been a turn for the good. Whoa. Turn hey, for the good. I saw you posted it on Facebook. I yes, actually said a, yes. a 10 second prayer yeah, yeah. when I saw oh, that. I mean, the importance of that when we put something out, that is the immediate, that's a here, here and now, Hey, mm-hmm. this needs prayer, you know, right now. And, um, so what a praise, you know, he's baby's still not out of the woods. Right. But making mm-hmm. such great steps, mm-hmm. um, that it's just like, thank you, God. You know, thank you, God. In the same yeah. token, then um, I get a phone call this morning before the center was even open. And it was a mom calling in wanting to know about the pregnancy center because she has a 17-year-old daughter who's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for probably 20 minutes, I listened to this mom and she just cried. Yeah. Um, but to be able to say, here's how we can help, mm-hmm. you know. Not only um, the daughter and with the baby, we are with the pregnancy now, but even the mom. To hear her cry and just, um, gosh, it just tore my heart, right? Just tears your heartstrings. Yeah. And, um, oh, I just such a, you know, I just like, I want to give you my cell phone. You call me if you need to talk, you know? Um, not that I have the answers by any means, Um but my heart just went to her, you know. Uh, in closing, I know you want to get oh, you're fine. ready to wrap talking, this up. Here, I was like no 60, 90 minutes talking with you. Oh, man, there's no this way. This is okay. This is <laughs> um, fine. But now there's so much to share. Um, I just want to say you're you're so sympathetic and empathetic. <laughs> I, it just further drives home the idea that you are in the right position right now. <laughs> well, it's it's incredible. <laughs> For such a time as this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, I, I guess I look at it, you know, a lot of people think that doing missionary work um, or per- pouring into a ministry mm-hmm. uh, really needs to be something away, you know, out of the United States. And and um, and there's definitely good at that. You know, there's you know, I have friends, there's there's people I know that are missionaries and and man, I just can't imagine that lifestyle, you know, being in another country away from family and just all that. Um and I even have been on mission trip, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Nicaragua um, a few, well, probably, what, eight years ago. <laughs> um, but it's as fresh as it was just a few years back, you know. Um, I've seen that. I've, I've seen uh, mamas and pregnant moms and, you know, living in dumps and the children. And, and um, that was, you know, I came back different without a doubt from that. But I have to tell you, um, you don't have to go to Nicaragua uh, to be missionary. Mm-hmm. You just need to open your eyes because there is so much. I'm not even talking about pregnant uh, you know, young moms that are 
are pregnant and and what we do. I'm just in all areas of things, hungry, homeless, um, abused, you know, all of the, that brokenness, you know, that that is in our world is across our street. Mm-hmm. And it was an eye opener to me when I came uh, to the center. I, I just I didn't realize that there'd be that many young girls coming in the door. It's insane. Help. It's ins- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, our prayer is that this place could be closed down, that we didn't need don't need it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet our prayer is thankful that we can be here. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, but it's right here. And we have clients that fall into every description I just gave you. All of a sudden they're pregnant. They don't have food at home. They don't have a home. They've been abused. They're currently being abused. All of that is right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I, I just want to say, I just feel like I want to say this, is uh, the young girls that get pregnant, you know, it's it's so easy to see it as anything but a blessing, as such right. a horrible negative thing. Right. Because uh, it came before you were ready, right? Sure, sure. At the same time, though, rejoice because you have a child yeah. a child's the best gift you you don't know how much you can love until yeah. you have a child oh and they do yeah they do i mean to foot you know yeah you have kind of all the tough stuff and stuff that i've shared but uh-huh. they do and they want to be good moms and yeah. you know and they i mean they love their little ones mm-hmm. you know they do sometimes they might come in a little dirty <laughs> yeah um but um but they do. They love it. Now, what's hard, and I got to tell you this, what's hard is when, you know, they they come in and now they're, having, they're pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And because we're thankful that they're choosing life, but, you you know, it's just like, oh, I guess what I want for them, what the center wants for them so much is that they can be in a strong, loving relationship you know married married relationship and that they have things in place so some of the circumstances around them aren't as tough Mm -hmm. you know um you know they have a job and they have just i mean just different things in order kind of you know what i mean so it's just like you know you say i'm so glad that they've chose life you know but oh man i we're just really hoping that some things would have put it gotten put into place you know so it wouldn't be so hard for her you know Mm -hmm. and um but but yeah you know and they they got grinned from ear to ear and guess what i'm expecting you know (laughs) um and uh but but we love them and it is a gift from god and um and so we just keep pouring them into them that way love it last thing here What is the most rewarding part about doing what you do? That might be a tough question. That is tough. That is tough. Um, I guess seeing all the different facets of this ministry, you know, one, seeing the girls come into the center and watching them grow throughout the time that they come for their appointments, you know, and seeing their, seeing new life and and the babies, Um, seeing them grab hold and knowing that we we are making a difference you know that that is um another thing is the staff that i have um and the volunteers to to be around women that are just you know they just they have such a a love for the lord and a desire to use their gifts and talents maybe even their brokenness um to pour into somebody else 
it's just such a testimony, you know. It's, it's like when you see somebody get baptized. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to, man, I remember when I was baptized. And you just rejoice. You're just so happy with that. And I feel... I feel like that as I watch uh, the staff, I watch them and the volunteers, I watch them pour into the clients. Um, that's that's amazing. Uh, another th- another aspect then is the people that donate again. You know, their hearts, they're never going to meet, probably not going to meet the the mom and the baby who they're helping face to face. They probably won't probably won't have that because of, you know, confidence and all that. Right. But their hearts to help somebody that they don't know and will never meet. Huge. That's got to be so it's great huge. to witness. And then hearts for people to know it takes a lot to have our doors open, our lights on. Mm-hmm. You know, we have four staff members. Um, it takes a lot to run this, but people have, they believe in the ministry and they're here. So our doors can be open 35 years wow. and counting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. This, well, Thank you so much, Sarah, for having this conversation with me. This was deeply moving. It got me fired up, and this was just a great conversation. So thank you so much for coming on. It means an awful lot to me. Sure. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me share. My (laughs) pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Paul Garcia Show. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe on YouTube or like us on Facebook. If you would like to contribute to the production of this show financially, you can do so by becoming a patron on patreon.com forward slash Paul Garcia or by donating on Venmo to The Paul Garcia Show. Until next Sunday, I'm Paul Garcia. Thanks for listening to The Paul Garcia Show. God bless and have a great week.